Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Court Podcast. It has been a while. I'm your host, Sean. I've got Chris here with me. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? It's been a long, it has long been, time. How long has it been? It's, it's been, been at least three months. Close to three months. Oh, is this the longest break we've taken? Probably. Oof, and totally not rough. on purpose. Not on purpose at all. <laughs> We, we've had a lot going on over the, the holiday season. We had a lot going on, but God is good. Absolutely. Amen. 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 How are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? Good. Doing all right. Yeah. God, for, for those of you who think that like Chris and I talk all the time, but then never record, like Chris and I literally talked on the phone today for the first time in probably like what, a month and a half? Probably more. Two yeah, over two. Yeah. And like <laughs> almost since the last podcast. <laughs> that's how that's how busy we we rarely like text or talk because when we do want to talk, it's like we talk on the phone for like an hour. And hour we were, and it half. was almost two hours, I think. It was almost two hours, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, let's do a podcast. So, <laughs> And here we are. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, it's good to be back. We've uh, we've missed doing these. I know we got a lot of new listeners. Um, yes, welcome. Maybe a lot of people who, who uh, this is their first time listening to the Kingdom Court podcast. Thank you. For so listening. welcome. Yes. Thank you for uh, checking us out. And hopefully you want to continue listening and maybe listen back to some uh, bands that we interviewed that you might like. Absolutely. Yeah, we got... We got a lot of episodes planned that we want to do, do. and like interviews that we are kind do. of sort of lined up, but not any date uh-huh. specific. And we're just like, man, we can't wait to get mm-hmm. some of these episodes out to you guys. Hopefully, it's going to be a blast. Hopefully, by the summer, we'll have like a nice hopefully. chunk of, you know, we better because I'm having a kid in the summer. So <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I, I don't think I don't think I've things. announced that on here yet. I've announced it on the page. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been that long. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been that long. It's been like three months and my wife is like four and a half months pregnant. So <laughs> she's done yes. like a third of the cooking in the, <laughs> the time since we got it. <laughs> I know. I know. I took, I preemptively took my uh, paternity leave. <laughs> yeah. So that means oh, when man. you have your baby, you cannot stop posting like less than two or three reels a day on King of Corks. You've yeah. already had your, your leave. <laughs> it's true. That is, that is true. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Christian metal comes first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what we're naming the kid. Christian metal Ely. <laughs> CM. I mean, Hey, that, that could work as a good CM. There we go. Yeah. Punk awesome. in the middle. Name? So Chris, um, <laughs> Was that punk as the middle name? Punk, punk. isn't that a uh, wrestling There's not much name? Christian punk. I don't know. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I don't either. I just like sounds uh, like it. Yeah. Oh man. So today, so we actually, in in all honesty and transparency, we tried to hit up some bands like really last minute. I actually felt bad. I was like, hey, I know, I know this is like five hours away, but we have an opening if you want to be on the show. But yeah. Like, I didn't expect anyone to say yes, so they didn't. So we have this backup plan. Chris, you want to tell them about the backup plan? Yeah. So Sean put out a Instagram story post asking for questions from you guys because we want to answer your questions. We did, uh, I think we did an IG Live last year sometime where we were kind of doing a sometime. Q&A. But uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of do it in a more official, permanent version as in an mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. So we have a 
bit of questions from you guys. Uh, we were asking for good questions, and yes. most of you guys came through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually posted a couple really dumb questions, but he did. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we handpicked uh, some here that we're we're going to go through, not in any particular order. We'll see how our discussion evolves and how how long it is. We don't want to go overboard, and we want to make this a mm-hmm. relatively normal length episode, probably around an hour. Uh, so. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we have some good discussions, and you know we are we don't have any backup plan for this backup plan. So if it no, doesn't pan out, who knows if this episode will ever air? I'm sure. No it's plan B for our plan C yeah. or whatever this is. So, oh man, where do you want to where do you want to kick us off? Hmm. Let's see. Um, let's start us off light. Because um, yeah. some of we, these we need to ease into this. We gotta we gotta break off our rust. We need to ease, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go. Let Let's start right away with the controversial one. K Prong or Prange says he wants to know our most underrated and most overrated Christian metal albums. Oh man, this one. You said you had one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to quickly scan my library here and like... Yikes. I actually haven't thought of an underrated... I mean, I could just think of so many underrated Christian metal so albums that I could just throw one out. Yeah. But the overrated one, one always comes to mind. And it is no insult to that band or those artists or even the fans that love that album. Uh, Chris, do you have a guess on what it is? We have talked about this before. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show before. I'm really scared to say it. I I feel like, honestly, you probably told me so many opinions about certain bands that I'm like, what are you talking about? But I don't know. I feel like there could be at least 20 (laughs) albums that would fit this description for you. But that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Oh boy. Here we go. Here. So before, okay, okay. okay. let me explain. I am not saying it is not a fantastic record. I am not saying it is not awesome and great. I am just saying in the context of the rest of their discography and my personal music opinion, I think it is overrated to be placed up, up above other albums that they have. Okay. Breaker by Four Today. Mm, boy, those are fighting words. No, just kidding. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Um, hmm. I, I can. Okay, I can see it, and I, I, I feel like. Let me let me just say here because we okay, we have okay, had this discussion about this album before a couple but times. Not on this, have we? Well, when we, I think it was when I chose. I think I chose Breaker by Four Today for the oh, uh, the, the album draft, draft, didn't you? Yeah, and <clears throat> I think you opi- you voiced your opinion that it was overrated. I probably did. I try to anytime Breaker comes up. <laughs> See, because I hear I actually just saw a comment probably in the last couple yeah. of days here that somebody was saying how Portraits by For Today was like their favorite For Today album, and the older I get and the more I listen to these bands and the albums that like were my early on metal albums and mm-hmm. breaker came literally at the, like 
it was literally months before that that I dove mm-hmm. headfirst into metal, and right, so that right. was one of the first like just right. absolutely iconic albums for me. Right, that was like a modern, brand new release. That's true. And so and then your grandma liked it. As yeah, well, yeah. So. We walked around the lake, and she had yeah. one earbud in, and she was like, "Oh, I can, I can understand what they're saying. This is really good." <laughs> um, so I get that. Okay, I will say I kind of get where you're coming from. That it is I overrated. I probably albums. <laughs> I think they did. I think everything they put out after Breaker was better than Breaker. I think when Breaker came out, it was definitely the best thing they did. I'm gonna put. And back. I think that means I'm a good fan <laughs> to say that they got better. Okay, as they kept going. Here, just a very quick, very quick rating for me. Okay. This is what I would say was that uh, Ecclesia or Ecclesia, however you want to say it. And portraits were worse than Breaker. Like Breaker elevated, I I'd think, agree. to that point. I'd agree. I would say now, as much as I love Breaker, like that is still one of my favorite albums. I can say technically speaking and like appreciating the everything, like the production, the writing, everything. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. Immortal is a better album. I was disappointed when it came it. out. Because I was a massive For Today fan and like Breaker was that album for me. I remember Immortal when Immortal came out very, it felt album? like a very short period later, even though it came out two Their years later. best album. It felt too similar to me at the time. Like when I first listened to it, I, was, I don't feel like it's I was disappointed because I'm like, this is just too much of the same. Now I listen to it and I'm like, okay, you know what? Actually, I think a lot of these songs have elevated to the point of like their uh-huh. absolute classics in the scene. Got it. Okay. Prevailer right. was that. an EP and it was absolutely amazing. Prevailer is like possibly the best Christian metal EP ever. The acoustic version of fearless is just impeccable. I love it. Yeah. But also crown of thorns might be for today's best song. That's a, it's definitely up there now fight the silence. Fight the Silence is so good. I don't. I, I know like a lot of the Four album. Today fans hate that album. I would say that it's was actually my first Four Today record. Really? So I still okay. love it for that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would say it's worse than Breaker. Uh, that one, I was just. I I still like that album. I'm not saying it's a bad album, <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, no, I hear you. It hear went you. down a little, and then Wake was very different from everything they had ever done. I Got thought, it. like, okay, tonally, Wake everything. is really cool though. It's. I think if they didn't break up with the, the direction they were going yes. with Wake, I think they, I think they really could have done something super cool. Every once in a while, when I put Wake on, I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know what? This was what actually just such a good album. But like, it was like it's kind of in retrospect almost ahead of its time. Yeah, I, I could see that. But to your point, I, I can see why you would say Breaker is overrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if we're talking about for today, I think fight the science is overrated. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think right. of any you other overrated. Like an overrated. I'm still trying album. to think of an underrated one. I have an underrated, uh, so I'll quickly cut to that. All right, go with your underrated. Underrated. I was just scrolling through here, and you know what? I think yeah. it stood out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where did it go? Hold on. I just don't want to say it wrong. Say it wrong. The, the name of the album. Uh, here we go. Say. <clears throat> Sleeping Giant. And you're going to be like, what? Like, underrated Sleeping Giant? Finished People. 
I think like universally known as their best album. No, it is not. There's no a way. Lot, okay, that's my favorite uh, uh, Sleeping Giant record. Really? I would say Kingdom Days is usually hailed as their best. I guess, or, but that's or like Dread Champions even or Sons of like the Dread Champs. Stuff. I don't hear people talk about Dread Champs too often. Really? The older guys okay. do. The guys who were like there, who were like eighteen in two thousand seven. So yeah. here's the thing: Sleeping Giant when it came out, like Finnish People in twenty fourteen. Uh-huh. Most mm-hmm. of the band outside of Tommy w- kind of temporarily left. Like. See, I didn't know that. It was all... Okay. Like, when they toured, it was only Tommy that was the only original member. Oh, wow. Like... Okay, I didn't know that. At least this, maybe the drummer. I'm not entirely sure, but, like... I love finished. Uh, I'm trying to remember their names. Like, J.R. Bermuda, I think is his name. Yeah, and yeah, I believe The so. guitarist and the bass is, like, those two guys that also lended their voice uh-huh. to the band a lot. Both of them uh-huh. weren't there for that album, and okay, it was so different. And I just, I thought a lot of people, I just saw a lot of people kind of hating on it a little bit, or mm. just okay. not, not clicking. And I've always gotcha. really liked it, but as the years have gone by, I'm just like, you know what? Like that is, I feel like that's a super underrated album because I don't see many people uh, I think talking. It's my about favorite it. Sleeping Giant. I yeah. like it. I know people who also agree it's their best album. So okay. I think. In my circle, that's probably why I'm friends with them, because we both like the same <laughs> Sleeping Giant album. Gotcha. So, I mean, <laughs> that was just the one that kind of caught my attention as I'm scrolling through my library yeah. here that I would say is underrated, but okay, just in the people that I've heard. Anyways. Okay. All right. Oh, Ooh, I think I underrated. have underrated. Okay. Go with overrated, and I'll hit you back with the underrated after. Oh, people are going to hate me for this. Um, All right. Thousand Foot Crutch. Okay, hold on. Everybody's going to be like rolling their eyes. Thousand Foot Crutch. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a lot of people right. think Thousand Foot Crutch is overrated. Absolutely. But out of their albums, okay. and I know, Adam, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. Oh, you better not say what I think you're... You better not say their best <laughs> album is overrated. The end is where we begin. Oh my gosh. I think... We have to end this episode. That's like their best... That's their magnum opus. No. Well, uh, I, I don't know. They went downhill after that. They did. Very hardcore went down. I agree. But I, agree. I would say their best album, overall their best album, is Welcome to the Masquerade. That is a great record. That is a solid number two. For and me. that was the one right before this. But like it was how I feel like when that uh, the end is where we begin came out, they like blew mm-hmm. up like they were big when mm-hmm. Welcome to the Masquerade came out because they even had uh, the Fire It Up song was in the NHL hockey video game. Like I remember true. playing that true. and it was amazing. Like they were in games at that point. But I think Light Up the Sky was too, though. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. the, it's just funny that Van is where we begin. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad album. I I, lo- uh-huh. I'm, I still love Thousand Foot Crutch. I don't think they're as corny mm-hmm. as everybody says they are. I dig them still. Oh, they definitely are. It's just a matter of whether you're okay with that or not. <laughs> well, I'm okay with it because I'm corny too. But... The end is where we begin, I think, is just for the amount of popularity it got compared to all their other stuff, especially their like mid 2000s records. It just kind of hurts that those records don't get the love that this one did. That's my my opinion. Just because they're not as good. (laughs) 
All right. So for underrated, like, am are we doing like something in like a bigger band's discography that just wasn't appreciated enough, or are we doing yeah, like do this band? Almost nobody knows about it, and I think it's underrated because people. If you have an answer for both right now, you can quickly give an answer. An answer for both. For both. Shoot. But or okay, what? What's the one you were thinking of? Because there's so many bands that of, are slept on, like beyond. Yes, slept exactly. On. Oh, 100 percent, and that's why I was going to say "Struggle Well" by Mouth of the South. I knew you were going to say that after I <laughs> earlier today. There was a <laughs> your story posted yeah. about that. It's yeah. just yeah, somebody uh, shared, somebody like posted on their mm. story and tagged me, so I reshared it. I talk about this album every chance I get. It is just I don't know. There, I I haven't heard another band who did the metalcore hardcore thing the way that they did. Yeah. Uh, would Would you agree? Yeah. No. I mean. It's so di- like yeah. who do they sound like? They don't. Sa- I can't think of another band they sound like. I feel like there was. Don't say Rival Choir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know, they became they changed their name and kind of made a new project called Rival Choir, and it was the same band members, so it kind of had the same sound, but slightly yeah. different. <laughs> um, I think maybe it's because because you got into the scene in like what 2015, you were saying. Uh, twenty uh, like if we're talking metal chord, yeah, like twenty fourteen ish. Okay, I think, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of bands that sound like Mouth of the South, but mm-hmm. I think in the two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, there was a lot of fair. like unsigned mm-hmm. small hardcore yeah, like unknown fair. bands that kind of had a, a similar true. vibe to them, but. None that like got signed and got you know somewhat recognized. Mm-hmm. Really, they mm-hmm. were. I was the kid who was just on Google searching for every possible existing Christian metal band. Yep. <laughs> but yep. Um, but definitely, I would say an, a slept on band and an underrated album for sure. For sure. All right. So if we're actually going by like how you did it, <laughs> underrated. You could you could cut out me searching. Oh, here here's one Jeez. more underrated. Okay, one more underrated. Reposed by what we do in secret. We were talking about. Oh yes. That, okay, yeah. That oh, album is actually album. low key one of the best Face Down Records albums in the last like, like. I'm not saying it is the best. It's just five, six years. Yeah, in the last five or six like, years, actually, it's so good. That's probably the most underrated out of all of the releases. Since I would then. agree. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. Okay, underrated album. Um, I've always thought this album is underrated, and then I recently posted about it, and everyone gave it love. So I was like, maybe it's not as underrated as I thought it was. But I'm going to go with My Children, My Brides, um, self-titled. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a 2011 I, Isn't that album, an under... Right? I think 2012. Isn't that a, an underrated record, wouldn't you say? Yes. I. Not many people talk about it. Everyone talks about Unbreakable. Okay, yeah. And I yeah. think... I don't know. I just think that every song on that album is so heavy yeah i think um most of the lyrics are pretty christ-centered for the most part um i their their guitar tone on the record just punches you in the face that that is like anathema 2012 christian metalcore like production like it was oh just the super heavy chuggy guitars and yeah it's punchy like dude that breakdown on anathema yeah when it just fades out and it just comes back out of nowhere, oh, every time it gets me so hyped. 
I was so, so excited. Yeah, really fantastic record. I found that album like just in the discount section at my local Christian book and music store. The like the one I, I worked that. at just before I started working yeah. there, and I got it for like five dollars. I'm like, yes, nice. <laughs> like there's yes. no way I could get that brand that new awesome. online for that cheap. So that was such awesome. a great record. Oh man, we spent 20 minutes on the first question, Chris. <laughs> it's okay. I think some of these won't take that long to get through. But all right, yeah, probably not. <laughs> all right, cool. Let, let, let's get let's let's get it. Well, actually, speaking of uh, kind of that era of metal, here's uh-huh. a quick quick one we could talk about. Do you think there are elements of 2010s Christian metal that are missing from today's Christian metal? Or what caused the shift from 2010s to 2020s? And we were kind of briefly discussing this right before we started recording. And because mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not worded in the easiest way to understand, but what I take from that question, maybe it's something lyrically where there's not as many bands being super bold and open about their faith. Or even just, I would say, musically there's a shift uh like music is always changing and 10 Mm -hmm. years is actually kind of a long time in the landscape of media in general regardless of what form of media but music oh yeah like 10 years everything you look back you always say like oh like uh rock in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s like Mm -hmm. there's always it's always listed by decades and i think as we got to the end of the 2010s just stuff started shifting in the way people made music like there was a lot more music made at oh, yeah. home or like That's as fair. as production became remotely easier, re- too remotely Remote. online like um streaming also yeah the way everything. music is bought the way it's shared the way it's made like everything has changed in the last 10 years mm-hmm. but even the last six or seven years for sure and that just lends to sounds changing. So I think that's probably mm. part of what we're going for here. But may, like lyrically, how do you think maybe stuff has changed in the last 10 years? Like what changed from Christian bands being just so openly bold and big, like mm-hmm. for today might have been 2010, right. 2012 to now where it's like all the big christian metal bands you're almost questioning if they're christian anymore yeah so i would definitely say it's changed a look quite a bit with those bigger bands but like also if you look back to some of like like devil i i hate to use devil words prada as an example but i'm going to i mean you you take a look at some of their older stuff and yeah like it's not much more christian than a lot of the bigger bands are now where you can't really tell I mean, yeah, they had the occasional, like, like I think of Under Oath, uh, what is it, like, Jesus, I'm Coming Home, or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, they have the that slow it. song on Define the Great Line. Like, yeah, 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 it kind of felt like that. Like, I mean, Fit for King, they're writing that line, you know, and, but I still think, I think it's easy to look into it and be like, oh, right there, he's talking about God, which, like, I don't know if he is or not, um, but I think... Where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> I think like a lot of bands back then um, honestly may have just been like putting Jesus or God or something that could relate to faith in it just so people could be like, oh, yeah, see, he talks about faith there. 
Whereas now, and that would like keep them in the Christian scene. Whereas now they're trying to distance themselves and they don't really want, they, they, they want to write about faith without it being obvious. Whereas back then they wanted to be a lot more obvious. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Cause for a time there, especially in the, like the late two thousands, that mm-hmm. was almost the popular move because it was a lot of the bands were on solid state, like Under Oath True. and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what August Burns Red, Hasted It, like and even Rise had some Christian bands. Yeah, and like th- it was almost. I saw somebody made a joke about this recently, where the like Christian metal was the only genre that. that like that we just that gave Christians to them. took over and we just let them. <laughs> yeah, we just let them take it over because it's like for a long time there, most of the top metal core, speci- specifically mm-hmm. metal core bands, were they tended to be Christian or came from a Christian background and everybody wanted to label every single yeah. band Christian. Right. But like, have you ever watched uh Finn McKinty's video? He made it like four or five years. Yeah. Ago like what Christ, killed Christ Christ Yeah. 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 He said something really good in that where he talks about how like, um, in the like late two thousands, early 2010s, like, if a new metalcore band came on the scene, you just assumed they were Christian. Yeah. Like that was the way it was. And that is crazy. That's like, because now it's just like you, you basically assume they're not, you know, you assume they're not, but you dig at every possible scrap yeah, of evidence to disprove that they aren't <clears throat> like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like there's still part funny. of, I think there's still a small niche in the scene, but I think, a lot mm-hmm. of people that follow Kingdom Core or For the Rock, like we we get asked that a lot. Like, oh, what All do you think time. about this band? Or like, this band is still Christian, right? And, like, I think this is where uh, pages like uh, Pastor Rob, when he was active on YouTube, yeah, um, and talking about discernment and what we listen to, and how right. important that is because it's important for everything in life. And especially mm-hmm. what media we take in, but if we're trying to label something Christian, like we can have different opinions on what it means to be a Christian band, or is this Christians in a band, or Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. But it's like if we're trying to argue for the fact that something is Christian when it's kind of on the fence and we don't really know, mm-hmm. it's like unless we find out what that artist's heart is behind the music or, you know, where they stand even personally. Cause I've seen so mm-hmm. many Christian bands and there's, I don't know if we should name drop, but there, there's some specific ones, even in the last couple of years that everybody was saying, this is a Christian band. This is a Christian band. And then they come out and they just say, no, like we're not even Christian. Like they, yeah. the people aren't <laughs> yeah. Christian or the person isn't Christian. Like, yep. And mm-hmm. at that point, it's just like how like it shows that we were so or not necessarily us, but like as a whole, as a scene, like how much easily we can get duped into believing mm-hmm. certain certain yeah. things. But it's, it's like, true. You got to you, you kind of have to like. I don't know. There's so much to it. Like, instead of just asking mm-hmm. blatantly, like, obviously nobody wants to yeah. be that person. Are you a Christian band? Oh, wait, actually, there's yeah, that right. one page that does that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, I'm not going to claim this about everybody in the scene, but I think a lot of it stems from just a general lack of biblical literacy. They don't know what the Bible says, so they don't know, like, 
what what is a Christian? How's a Christian supposed to act? What should a Christian's core beliefs are? So they give the benefit of the doubt to these people who may be a little bit rough around the edges mm-hmm. because they don't want to be judgmental or they want to they they think it's loving to be like to 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 kind of step back and you know give them about that benefit of the doubt and not judge them. But as brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus never tells us not to judge. He he gives us a warning in which we choose to judge. He says, judge not lest ye be judged with like the same harshness that you judge. So if you're going to judge someone, you better make sure you're not practicing that same thing, you know? And so that being said, um, I think people get on one side or the other. They just judge every single band member for making a mistake or something that saying something that maybe they wouldn't say or on the opposite end, they just let that band member do whatever they want. And there's no accountability. There's no because because there's love in in showing someone that what they might be doing might be wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's love in that accountability. And I think we we have both an overcompensation and accountability and a complete lack of accountability. Yeah, and we need to find the middle. I can absolutely see that for sure. Yeah, there's because there's so many times where, like, it's different because back in the day, pre-internet, if you Mm -hmm. went to one of these like underground Christian shows, and I think I've heard a lot of stories where it's like, oh, like I saw this person smoking, or I saw this person drinking, or I saw this person swearing, and it's like just by word of mouth, you know, somebody could be brought down upon on whatever, but in essence a lot of that stuff in moderation is between them and god and like it's hard Mm -hmm. to judge on those specific things but then when it starts slipping into with social media when certain bands or and certain members of bands are like literally just constantly posting stuff with sinful behavior like maybe beyond what we were just talking about but it's Mm -hmm. like and it's like a regular thing it's not like it's a, a by accident it's not like it's right um you know and they're definitely not hiding it and then at that yeah, point you, have, you can start viewing the fruit of you know exactly the, the spirit in this person's life or are they and i mm-hmm. think a lot of it and this is a big history in this entire scene is the lack mm-hmm. of discipleship for bands yep. like when they start out so young especially just coming out of high school and then they start touring and they go and play in like nothing wrong with bars, but like playing in bar shows right. and, and doing all this stuff. And they're just on the road. There's nobody. Most of the time there wasn't anybody there watching over them. And right. Um, right. There's nobody there to keep <clears throat> accountability of them, like being yep. in the word or being in, in a body uh, like a church. And mm-hmm. there's, I think, mm-hmm pretty clearly there's a reason why the church exists as much as there's some people who just don't like the church because, and it's fair. A lot of people have been hurt in church and from mm-hmm. Christians who are uh, claiming to be like Christ, but are, are poor examples of Christ. Right. Exactly. But when you just throw away that entire part of, of the faith and the importance of being around uh, people that are brothers and sisters and we're all part of the body of Christ. And, you know, if you just sever the hand off Mm -hmm. and that hand, that hand can't do anything or isn't anything by itself. Like, 
right. it has to be exactly. connected. And um, there's just a lot of that history in the scene of people just walking away from faith because there was no grounding. Yep. There's no foundation. Mm-hmm. 100%. No, well said. Thank you. Well said. Uh, let's see. What do we have next? Um, I really like this one. I'm going to there's um we may be talking about this for a bit but i think it's i think it's really good and definitely some things to clear up um this is by caleb du Erkson, i believe Dirksen. if you believe in once saved always saved and those who fall away never were should we still promote old albums who no longer believe their message this is a really good question. Really, really good. This is um, probably the best way that I've heard this question phrased as well. Um, I want to start off and clear some things up. I, I believe in what's called perseverance of the saints. That is typically what people refer to as once saved, always saved theology. I'd like to clear up that once saved, always saved is not I hear the argument a lot that against once saved, always saved, that is just, you can't just say you believe in God and then go live a sinful life and make it to heaven. It's not like I got saved when I was 12. I'm going to live my life for me. But because I got saved when I was 12, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to heaven no matter how I live. Mm -hmm. That's not true. We know that, that, that works and fruit are the byproduct of your faith and show whether you are actually saved or not. They don't actually save you. Once saved, always saved means salvation is not of ourselves. We, faith is from God, grace is from God. And when God gives us grace, nobody can take that away from us. If you have truly, truly been saved, God will keep you and finish you till the end. He He always, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the verse, but um, based essentially, to the um, to the point of what he starts, he will mm. or what he um, what he starts, he will bring to completion on the day of um, uh, forgetting it. But, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Most people who <laughs> are listening know what I'm talking about. So I definitely want to clear that up um, before. So again, the question is: If you believe in once saved, always saved, and those who fall away never were, should we still promote their old albums who no longer believe their message? My, I'm going to answer that with a question and then answer that question. Um, let's say you attend a church. Um, you're a faithful member of that church for five, ten years. Let's go. You've attended there a decade, and you've loved the pastor and his preaching. And every Sunday you are just so encouraged to go back out into the world, be a light for Christ. You're encouraged to be in your Bible. You're growing. Ten years into attending that church, that pastor falls away, decides he's no longer a believer. It is all the stuff that you learned from him, all the sermons that he preached. Are you just going to forget all that? Is what he said each and every Sunday, is that no longer true? Or like, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of, I don't want to say identity crisis. There's going to be some questioning. You're going to be like, God, like, I don't know what to believe because this man preached all this truth and he couldn't even stay saved stay i use air quotes with but my my reason in in saying that is i think it's very similar to a lot of these albums that were that like the band members were christians when they wrote them do the lyrics contain truth because i don't think it matters who truth is written by i think it i think truth just matters because truth is truth 
You know, Paul says when he's in prison, I forget which book it is, but um, he doesn't care that there are people preaching the gospel with false motives. He just cares. He just praises God that the gospel's being um, being preached. People in those times were preaching the gospel while Paul was in prison to spite Paul because they knew how much he wanted to preach. Yeah, but he didn't care. He just cared that Christ was being preached. And he would say, like, if they're not against us, they're essentially for us. Like, mm-hmm. if they're not actively anti what the message is that they were preaching. Um, yeah, I think it's a hard one. Yeah, I'd love to hear your take on this. <laughs> it's it's hard because I've I've thought about this too. Like especially because mm-hmm. this is all we do online is we promote. Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> we for definitely sure. go 100%. back to old albums and um, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is one of those things. Hey, we have to look at that particular instance because it's it's really hard because one side of my brain wants to say well you know they didn't actually they didn't believe what they were saying so is it worth still listening to or is it worth you know sharing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but then there is another part of this where even just talking about you know somebody falls away is it possible that for a season, somebody's, you know, a season being however long in somebody's life where it's like they write, write an album uh, genuinely as somebody just out of high school or, you know, early twenties, they're, they're making this music Mm -hmm. and then they kind of walk away or like maybe just their, their walk with Christ kind of not burns out, but just kind of fades and it's, you know, and then at some point, or do you believe that they will never come back? But like, I feel like there has been times where people wander from Christ for 10 years or mm-hmm. they were raised mm-hmm. in a certain yeah. way. And then, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years from then they like, Oh, like, okay, now I get it. Or now, you know, like mm-hmm. their faith is reignited. And so it's like, there's such a small amount of time when we're looking at these bands that, you know, 10 years ago, they had a super Christian mm-hmm. album and now they're not maybe they're even saying stuff against it. It's like, how are we to know that in 10 years from now, they don't rekindle that faith and, and start doing stuff Mm -hmm. for God again. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's really hard to, to, for us to say, well, I'm not going to listen to under oath anymore because they're clearly all these guys are not, you know, super for the faith mm-hmm. anymore, but it's like, you never know 20 years mm-hmm. from now. It's like, I think that's probably part of the thing in the scene where it's like, we need to pray for them. Like if we, mm-hmm. if we care about them as people beyond mm-hmm. just being uh, <clears throat> on a platform and being a personality uh, mm-hmm. in the music that we listen to, it's like, if we generally genuinely care about them yes we personally probably can't be in their lives and and being that kind of light but mm-hmm. we can pray for um yeah. situations where I people do really come good. into their life and influence them mm-hmm. back to to god mm-hmm. yes yeah. i think that's great that's awesome but yeah there's definitely a lot of sides to this <laughs> like it's there there are for sure i think that's the easiest i think that's the best way to approach this question just head on yeah i think way. they're 
just one last thing is like I think there are yeah. a couple bands that their earlier work, whether or not they were genuinely Christian or not, like whatever I thought of that music when I first listened to it. And then now certain bands by certain actions that they portray now Mm. taint their, their history a little bit in my mind where I just don't act. I don't like it as much as Mm -hmm. I used to. And that doesn't necessarily mean maybe we couldn't share it anymore, but certain bands in certain situations with their music, certain things come to light. And yeah, just as a random aside, this could be like how there's a lot of authors or pastors, like big time people that everybody knows, Mm -hmm. especially in the mega church world. There's a lot of um, what seems to be like moral failures from pastors or like, Oh yeah scandals and all that stuff and it's like in in light like this it's like now you have to question it's like was what they were saying yep. truth at the yep. time yep. and uh mm-hmm. i think a good example of that is ravi zacharias yeah for sure absolutely. that that that's one that because i always looked up to him and that that shook me quite mm-hmm. a bit when that all came out to the point where i didn't want to believe it until like they actually had the real testimony from the uh from the victims but that definitely that's where I started like and that's actually where my mind went when I first read this question. I'm yeah, like, well, <laughs> does this mean that what Ravi Zachariah, everything I learned from him about theology, apologetics and evangelism and all of this, does that mean all of that is not does that all just fall by the wayside? Do I forget all that? You know? Yeah. But no, it, it that's why scripture that's why it's so important to have scripture as our one authority. Mm-hmm. It is that Scripture is the standard of truth. So let's, is what these people said line up with scripture? If so, great. Then it was truth and we don't need to discard that. And if it doesn't, then we shouldn't have been listening to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and, know? and I think, yeah, there's also a part of it where it's like, how, mm-hmm. how deep and active were they in their failures when, I mean, we're all, That's we're fair, all sinful. Yeah. Like you and right, I have right. sinned. Probably today. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody yeah. listening has. So there is probably during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like there there is a level of like grace to mm-hmm. to share, right? Like and this is oh one hundred percent grace yeah. over us. But uh-huh. especially when you're in leadership and that's the thing that we're taught too, is like teachers mm-hmm. have a higher mm-hmm. level of accountability. And yep. if if they are head deep in like the worst things that humans could do. It's like, I think in most cases you would probably be able to see something wrong with what they're teaching. Like it's probably not going to be a hundred percent truth, but Mm -hmm. then it it is kind of like, well, in like Ravi Zacharias's case, it's like how, how long before the end, like, was it the whole time that he was been popular in the last 20 years or yeah, no. Yeah. uh, Was it like, I can't remember exactly the timeline of it, but it, it is kind of hard where right. it's like, if you look back and you know, it was like, Oh yeah, that whole time that they were like these books that I read or this message they preached yep. and they were in the middle of it. It's kind of hard to look mm-hmm. back at that and be like, okay, yeah, I'll listen to it. For sure. 
Yeah. Definitely. Anyways, that got cool. really deep. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're going to keep getting deep. Dude, yeah. we're already like 45 minutes in. This, we're we're going to make this episode over an hour. I like this. I mean, honestly, this we could good. make this a double episode if it really goes that long. We Let's could, see. possibly. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. I, I just asked, so yeah. so now it's up to oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, Let's go for a quicker answer yeah, this let's time. Let's see. Uh, Okay, a uh, 14 kaleidoscope shared this. Mm-hmm. When spreading the gospel, what unique strengths does metal have compared to Christian contemporary music, CCM? Mm. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, initially, when I read this is, so every gospel presentation need, needs a few things to be a true gospel presentation. You need to present sin and the law, so man's fallen state before God, the Ten Commandments, how we've um, broken those. You need, and and that lays out the need for grace. You know, you need to lay out God's wrath. So you need to lay out like um, because we've fallen um, before perfect and holy and righteous God, and He's just. Sin must be punished, and so His wrath is hell. So so you every gospel presentation needs hell. Um, it also needs the cross and it needs the grave, you know, the, the empty tomb. It needs all of that. And I think Christian metal does that more than CCM. I think you get a lot of songs that talk about God's wrath and hell calls for repentance um, a lot more than CCM. I don't really hear much calls for repentance mm-hmm. in CCM. I don't hear much about God's wrath. At most I hear my like, uh, they talk about being free or chains falling off, but it's all a lot of imagery. Um, I think a lot of CCM um, is just trying to make your mood better in a lot of ways and doesn't really talk about the fact like, well, yeah, we are sinful, but God is good. It's a lot more self-centered mm. than um, than like God-centered, you yeah. know? And I think that kind That's of mindset of making us feel better uh, and improving our mood. And uh, Mm -hmm. that a lot of that translates from CCM, just standard contemporary music Mm -hmm. into our modern worship music. A lot of the time where it's, it's not really worship even because it's like, it's, Oh God, uh, you know, you did this and it makes me feel better. Or Mm -hmm. I need, I need more uh, more power from you. Thank you. <laughs> like yeah. it's just a lot of that instead of us actually being like, Lord, you are above all. You're my yeah. like you are what we need. It's always like give us more yeah. of something. And mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Well, I, I'm so I bet the Holy Spirit is really glad you gave him permission. Hey, to, I like to that come song. into your church. <laughs> yeah, but. It's um, the Holy Spirit don't need no invitation. Yeah. And I think for, for me personally, like having grown yeah. up in a, a Pentecostal world of, you know, like most of the churches I've ever attended to around here fall mm-hmm. under Pentecostalism in some way, especially now it like, as I've gotten older and just done more growing in my faith, it's my wife and I even talked about this and she's a lot newer to the faith than I am. And like, uh-huh. she even notices just like, it becomes so much more and more and more about us um, mm-hmm. in worship. Mm-hmm. But then also when I throw on the Christian radio station, like the one that we have on our car radios here in this oh, area, horrible. all it is, is just, 
I don't know. They even have a segment, a segment on this Christian radio station yeah. that's like about health and wealth. And I, like, they talk, it's like, are you really Ugh. not even going to try and hide it? Like, you're just going to be that blatantly like. It's, do they just play a Joe Osteen clip? No, like, like they they're even? not like that even. But like, it's oh crazy how just obvious they are about. Uh, like every clip they play of uh, a caller calling in and just saying how great their radio station is. It's like, Oh, oh gosh, I always feel so blessed and it's always so uplifting and it turned my day around and made me feel good today. <laughs> and it's like, I think there is a place like, for that. Did it turn your eyes towards Christ? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what worship and is. And it's just, um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. And not all CCM is necessarily worship. I'm not saying not that. All CCM's it's, that way. it's like metal. It's, it, it can be, you know, generally some something related to faith but it's like christian yes. contemporary music isn't just worship but we're talking about the worship aspect to even yeah. but yeah i agree with what you said it's like we don't hear a lot about repentance and sin. i i feel like there's a couple songs here and there that talk about our sin but it's right. just in passing like a quick like yeah you saved us from our sin and then uh, that's about it yes exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely Cool. So metal is right, just let's... cooler, and also it is it's, it, the aggression and the, everything like allows for I think more in depth talk about stuff that's difficult and darker. CCM yeah, is bubbly 100%. and light most of the time. It is, yeah. Um, let's see. This is from Mullet Stash. He asks. Do you think ministry and music should come supernaturally or that preaching and prayer is more effective? And he put the we'll super in brackets. Place. So he was kind of saying, yeah, should it come naturally slash supernaturally mm. um, or that preaching and prayer is more effective? What do you think, Chris? I think this is hard because I feel like there's bands that have been evidence on both sides of this mm -hmm. uh like i feel like there's a lot of bands that i've seen in his in the history of this scene that you know they'll say oh you know we're we're a christian man we believe that god loves you like if you want to talk more about that come and hang out with us or come come chat with us over at the the merch mm -hmm. booth, right and they i think in a lot of contexts it's like that leads to one-on-one -on -one discussions where somebody can come up to the band and they can maybe ask a question that leads into a deeper discussion. Most mm -hmm. of the, I feel like most of the time it's probably just kind of a fluff interaction depending, right. but then there's certain bands that have prayed or preached specifically preached on stage. Uh, like for today did that a lot. And I mm -hmm. think, that also made a huge impact. Like, I think you, you can get impact from both ways of it being more just natural. And like, you know, those who are interested maybe can come up and talk to you one-on-one -on -one, or you can be boisterous and, and just not care what everybody in the room thinks and just say it. And, right. you know, I think you can, I think you can reach slash impact people in both ways. And I think it depends on the band. Um, but I, I almost wouldn't say necessarily one is better than the other tactic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you think? 
I think there's got to be gospel somewhere in what you're doing. If you're calling yourself a Christian band, it's got to be in your lyrics or it's got to be in your fan interactions at the merch booth or it's got to be on stage, I think. Um, I, I don't think it's – I think it's kind of a cop-out to call yourself a Christian band and then ju- just hope that people come up to you asking about your faith. Um it reminds me a lot of the cliche that I hate, which is uh, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. It's like that scripture directly, um, directly um, disagrees with that because we know that um, I think it's in. I was actually just looking up the reference to this verse before this Sean, podcast. you don't know your Bible. You're a terrible Christian. I don't. I'm, I'm so bad at, at oh, references. I, I am. But too. I can throw I get you. Uh, it's terrible. But you can remember um, every breakdown of every song. <laughs> I can because it's auditory. <laughs> but uh, no, like we know that um, that faith comes through hearing and hearing through the preaching of the word. So like faith doesn't come through watching someone be nice be a nicer person than most of society you know faith doesn't come to an unbeliever by watching someone be obedient it could pique their interest but like i'll be honest in my own life i've been surrounded by unbelievers the last decade of my life basically and um like outside of like church and friends and that but like work and school and just all of that i'm surrounded by unbelievers and i I never had anybody ask me about my faith unless if I brought up my faith first. Like I, I had established relationships with people for months on end where I didn't even mention faith, which I, I'm not like proud to say that there, there was definitely fear of man that I dealt with, but like nobody, like at most they just noticed I didn't curse. That was like, that was the main thing. And so it's like most of the time people aren't going to like come up to you and say, I know like, Growing up, like my mom used to always say, if you act like a Christian, you know, people are going to people are going to like they're, they're going to be like something's different about you. I, I've never had one of those. moments. I've I'm had sorry. that. <laughs> but honestly, it was from the weirdest one of the weirdest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I was I was out at a, a pub with my my coworkers and I wasn't drinking. I didn't drink. <laughs> not again you can have a or whatever that's fine i think i just had some pop and a burger or something like that but soda sorry most of you won't understand what pop means um <laughs> but i was there with them and one of my coworkers had just started dating a woman that was okay strange we all kind of thought she was a bit strange but she came along okay with all the coworkers, and we're all, all right. sitting at the table and she's going around one by one she's like She's like, yeah, I, like almost reading us in a way, but not intentionally being like, she's I'm going to give you a reading and being super psychic and all that. But she's just like, let me see your yeah. <laughs> She did. She didn't do that. But she all of a sudden she's, you know, she's kind of like talking about people and seeing how what she thinks of them. Like she's actually telling them like, oh, yeah, I think you're, you're great in this way or whatever. And then she like goes like this. If you're watching the video, she's just like, she's turning, she's turning. She's like, and you there's something different about you. <laughs> I was like, oh. To which you said, there's something different about you. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you. I'm like, it's, it's, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, it's probably because I'm a Christian. Genetic. But I mean, yeah. that's probably what you're noticing. 
but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. That's funny. But, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like real Christianity and evangelism requires action and words. It requires words. And so like, I'm not telling every Christian band they must preach from stage. I I don't believe that. I believe there are a lot of people who definitely shouldn't be preaching from <laughs> well, stage. Yeah, that was going to be the and other that's side of the insult. argument. That's just, like, that's just not their yeah. that's not their gifting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're an artist and they're they're preaching the word through their lyrics. You know, and they're preaching it one on one conversationally at the at the merch booth. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. Um, so yeah, that's that's my response. Well, to and it. I think I think that's also to say like like bands like uh, Sleeping Giant, sorry not Sleeping Giant, like for today, like Maddie, like he, Sleeping Giant preached. Yeah, too. they preached too. But <laughs> in the case of for today, it's like they were probably like the most preachy. I feel like like actually like mm-hmm. preaching, preaching at on on stage. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah and yeah. it it shows Maddie had a pastoral heart. Like he was being Mm -hmm. called to be a pastor and when the time for the band was done he became a pastor (laughs) and it's like yeah it wasn't just for like a quick little one-off like what it's been eight years now (laughs) seven years so gosh have they been gone that long (laughs) resting so yeah seven and a half years oh my gosh but yeah i definitely agree it's like yeah yeah the words Mm -hmm. that should be there and yeah Cool. All right, we only got like a couple more questions, don't we? Does theology matter? Oh, that's good. okay. So this was like God, that. give me a girlfriend, please. Uh, <laughs> that page. They uh, they have some good music recommendations. Oh, no, oh, it's but just I it's I always yeah. die at their comments. <laughs> but uh, does theology matter on Christian metal slash music in general? I think this can kind of tie into a lot of what we've been discussing this episode. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I would say yes in certain cases. So it depends on what your cases. goal as a band and honoring God with your music. And like mm-hmm. I, I'm open to Christians making music that isn't uh, blatantly Christian. Like it's like you know super preachy sounding or or like super. Mm-hmm overly over the top about God uh, and like talking about other things. But I do think that Christians should be making music with the mindset of honoring God with their talents and like Mm -hmm. not like, I feel like I've seen it a lot. Oh, we're just trying to do this for fun. We're just having fun. We're just, you know, we're just playing music. Mm -hmm. It's like I think that sometimes can be a little bit of a um, not a cop out, but just like you're kind of missing the you're point. missing the point. Like God gave you the talent, so in whatever a Christian, whatever we're doing, we should be doing uh, yeah. to the glory of God. And we don't. Yeah. We all, I think the parable of the talents yeah. is a really good one. And it's like we don't always do that. You know, we don't always one hundred percent all the time doing everything to the glory of God, right? I think especially with music and this whole topic of music and it's like there's I think when you take a look at different forms of media, whether it be like movies, books, video games, music, 
I think there's something I've always believed that there is something inherently a little bit different about music. Like I think that uh, just ever since the beginning, like there's been some sort of music, like music is more universal where it's like, it's recognized across the world, across uh, different mm -hmm. cultures. Like, there's something music has no language. Yeah, exactly. Like it can transcend all the barriers of everybody. Like, so I think when a Christian is not intentionally using their gift of being a musician and making the music and keeping mm -hmm. their faith in mind, at least whether or not the music's directly about that, it's sometimes like, I don't know. It just takes away from the impact that that music, I think, could have. Um, mm -hmm. Whether or not it's specifically leading, like helping somebody uh, deepen their faith in Christ or mm -hmm. or even mm -hmm. just pique their interest in Christianity and eventually becoming Christian mm -hmm. at some point. But it's like, if they're just doing it for fun, it's like, I think that just kind of eliminates your impact most mm. of the time. Um, no, I think that's good um, to piggyback off of that. Does theology yeah, matter in Christian metal I got music? Um, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, yes, let me explain. I mean, what is theology? Theology, is, I mean, if you just break down the word in Greek, it just means the study of God, very mm -hmm. simply. So the, the study of God matters in everything we do as a Christian. Um, if we're writing music, obviously not every song has to be some big spiritual worship song or about God. But if we're going to be writing about God and writing about faith, I, I hope you have a correct theology on who God is and what the Bible says about him and what the Bible says about man. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope because like if you have a false theology – if you believe that everyone goes to heaven, if you believe that that uh, what are some other false theologies? If you believe that um, that if you believe in a prosperity in a gospel of prosperity, like you know, these are false theologies. These are wrongful studies of God. Are uh, wrong. Um, oh, what's the word? I I can't even remember the word. Wrong conclusions mm -hmm. on who God is. Uh, when reading scripture. And so theology definitely, ma I don't believe you need every song to be about some deep theological concept. That's not what I'm saying, but I think the overall tone of your music and how you approach um, your lyric writing, you better, you better make sure what you're saying about God lines up with what God says about God in scripture. And so that's, that's where I think theology matters in Christian music. Wow. Well said. That was great. Yeah, Sweet. I think I think with this entire episode and this entire subject that we've a lot of this mm -hmm. is covered, I think sometimes I get messages and I'm sure you get a billion more of them. Like <laughs> some people are like, Oh well why don't why don't you talk about this band? Or uh will you check out my music and then maybe we don't I mean, we're both insanely busy <laughs> at times. But it's like, so we don't always have time to respond to every message. And, right, you know, right. like, if you're listening and we haven't responded to one of your messages, like, we're, it's not personal. Like, we're, we, sometimes it just gets I long. just got caught up on messages. Yeah. 
I had like 30 unread for like a month. I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just like there's sometimes we get messages from bands that want us to check out their music. And sometimes like I've come across a couple where I'm like, I don't agree with your theology and mm-hmm. it's not so much. I'm, I'm just like, Oh, well, you're a different denomination than me. Like, or like it goes beyond that where it's like you, mm-hmm. something in your song or something you've posted about as a band. Um, because I try to do my due diligence and go beyond we both do. just listening to just the music. I will check out the band's social media page. Sometimes I will check out the individual mm-hmm. members' social media pages. Yeah, I'll do that we, too. <laughs> like, we feel accountable to for all of you guys where it's like, like we're mm-hmm. not necessarily teaching and we're not doing that, but it's like you guys follow our platforms and you trust our uh recommendations of music and i think Mm -hmm. both of us have been kind of uh recognized to share like good music in the sense of yeah the theology and that stuff is pretty sound and not everything that we always share necessarily 100 percent lines up with what we both individually agree because you and i don't agree on everything um 100 but like there's the essentials of the faith and what makes christianity christianity and there's certain bands that will send us music and it's like we can see that's like i'm sorry to say sometimes uh, i don't feel comfortable sharing your music because a maybe you're not actually christian like in the sense of like Oh, that's terrible. I might <laughs> record that part. Up. No, but, no, no. Say like, it. Say it. Like sometimes, well, sometimes I do get messages from bands that just straight up aren't Christian. They don't. I don't think they understand. No, that, I get the, that all the time. What the page too. is, but yeah. But there's some bands <laughs> that like I question. Like I don't know if you're necessarily mature enough in in the faith to understand why something that you're saying isn't quite there. And if I then share your music and people question that when they see it, I'm like, well, either I look kind of foolish for not looking yeah. into it or, or that band slash person, whoever it might be like, they might get uh, not necessarily hate on, but like sometimes the Christian metal scene and everybody wants, like, sometimes we can get heated over a lot of little mm-hmm. things and go too far with certain things. <laughs> So we want to mm-hmm. try and avoid that even yes. on behalf of other people. And like early, I will take the flack from a band up front so that you guys <laughs> don't have to do it in the comments when I post them. Yeah. And it's just, um, so there's a lot of stuff that we have to take into consideration before sharing um, most bands. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's certain bands that Sean and I have disagreed on with like, Oh, should we share this or not? And, you know, we discuss it and like, we have our personal convictions, but we always do try mm-hmm. to do our best to like, we're not just throwing it out there just because like, we're not, um, not at all. And I think this, this comes back to the question. It's like theology matters at least be Christian, at least be like on point of oh, the essentials yeah. of the faith. Cause there's some bands that I yes. shared or I haven't shared because they had, a weird stance on something that I just completely don't agree with, with my personal, uh, 
back or lack of a better term, like denominational beliefs. Um, mm. So we question it, but sometimes there's just bands that we don't, we don't believe the same thing. And at that yeah. point yeah. when it's like that serious and that big, it's sometimes it's just, mm-hmm. it, we can't give our backing. Um, but again, it's not anything personal. It's just, we, we need to be accountable for what we're sharing and what we're posting. And uh, mm-hmm. we hope that with your guys's trust that a, we've earned that trust, but we don't want to break that trust by being reckless. Yes. Well said, well put. That you 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 put that way better I just than I struggled to get my words so thank out. Thank you times. for that. No, that was that was great. You said I was like preach, brother. <laughs> like you were saying everything like that I've wanted to say for a long time. So that was really good. Thank you. Um we're running late here. We've got we got time for one more fun question to end this episode on, all right? Okay. This is a quick one. All right. Who is the this is from John Matt G. Who is the Christian band right now that is one more great EP or album away from blowing up? I got two answers for this. Okay. I'll let you go first. No, I don't. I don't even have one right on the top of my head. Okay, so you're, you're good. Go for it. You want me to say both or just choose one? Uh, yeah, you can say both. Uh, wait, like okay, one one that's one EP away and one that's one album. Is that what you're saying? He said EP slash album, so I'm just saying. Two I don't people. think any okay. band is an EP away from blowing up. I think every band. Is an album away from blowing up? <laughs> that is kind of true, actually. Oh shoot! Earth Grown's just took a stray. <laughs> Sorry. I love you, Jeremy. Uh, that's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> I think um, I think Confessions of a Traitor is an album away from blowing up. I think they are so fantastic. You look at how well their music videos have done on YouTube. Mm. Most of their music videos have like 70K to I think 200,000 views. Yeah, they they did really well for their second album, like second full length. Especially for being on Face Down and like having... And not even being in the U.S. (laughs) Not even being in the U.S. Um, So I really think that they are at a point where they could potentially blow up uh, with the right marketing plan and with the right music, I really do. Okay, I'm still, and I think, and I think convictions. Whenever they put out their new yeah. album, because uh, I won't survive took them to that place where like a lot of the mainstream scene knows who they, they are. Got noticed there, but yeah, it's like they are so close to that re- refinement point to that of echelon. Yeah, of hitting kind of that upper mm-hmm. like least, getting taken out on like massive us tours yeah and and especially know, also tour. i think mike had the chance to a learn a lot about like with being the vocalist of august burns red for a tour like and just yeah. having that opportunity and then they got to play christmas uh, or uh christmas burns, christmas red. burns red um yeah i think yeah they are on that precipice of they like are, they like, have the experience more than anyone, like he has that experience to like push that yep. band there and then also with the band solidifying their lineup over the last two ish years now yes that's huge because like, they've gone through so many lineup changes yeah. if they can keep this core group that they have now and um if this album is anything like what uh, stigmata was 
and just carrying <sighs> that yeah. that level of quality and that level of impact and um, just depth to the production, like between like the music mm-hmm. video and then the audio production, like everything. If they can nail mm-hmm. that into like a full length and have the proper marketing behind it, like I think, yeah, they are that next band that would be like the next big Christian metal core band that moves beyond the being the underground. Like they're, they're the top mm-hmm. of the underground, I would say. No, like, they 100% are but to push up. Also, I think similar tier, similar um, possibilities. there. one EP way. Maybe, I don't know, but like bloodlines, I think is really close to their bloodlines is like, really good. They've had, yeah. I don't, they did play Heart Support Fest. And like the. That was like the biggest show they got. Yeah. I mean, hey, they single handedly blew your page up, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did. Um, I love Bloodlines. Yeah, so no, much. Like the, I think, yeah, Convictions and Bloodlines. I think they're close to blowing up in the Christian scene. That's, that's I think. True. I think they're very close to becoming like a household name within the Christian yeah. metal scene. Because I'm still so surprised every time I post them how many comments I get. Oh my gosh, where has this been? I love this. And I'm like, I've been posting these guys for years. How do people still not know them? But I def- I, I agree with you there. Yeah. But definitely definitely convictions, I would say, is probably that that top choice of possibly <clears throat> blowing up. Definitely. Sweet. Well, Sweet. I think that this was fun, dude. Was we fun. we should do this more often. That was really yeah. Cool. Maybe next time we can. This have was more like a legit two podcast of uh, question time and <laughs> give it a few days. <laughs> I know, I know. But I think, dude, that was like for that questions. was like a real legitimate podcast. Yeah, we we actually talked about things. The 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 first episode of the next season. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think, I what is this now? I think this is the beginning of season four. We're we're doing things no way. different. Yeah, yeah. We've we've had put an episode out in four calendar years. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, we started this in 2021, 22, 23, 24. That's crazy. Even though the even though the podcast has only been around two and a half years, <laughs> and each season's totally different length, like like TV shows sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah exactly. no, uh, it's been a long enough gap. <laughs> we had our pilot season for for the year. This and, is fresh. Yeah, uh, we got some. Uh-huh. I think really good bands lined up. <laughs> Also, yes, thank you to our Patreon supporters for all your continued support over all these weird yes. lull periods. It's insane. Um, it is. And I'll give them and a more official shout out very shortly here. Mm-hmm. And if you made it this far in the episode, thank you for listening yes. the whole time. We uh, we do not take uh, your viewership and your listening for granted. We really, really, truly, truly appreciate it. Um, we hope you enjoyed this. Let us know if you guys want more episodes like this in the future. Um, and maybe and until then, if you guys leave really good questions uh, on our posts or message us or whatever, like we can store away some really good questions for topics on future episodes. So, um, yeah, keep messaging. Maybe us. we'll invite yeah. band members on to yeah to to, to, to have fun. I and think that would be great too. Like to include somebody. <clears throat> in yeah, these kind of conversations. That way, we're not just having bands who have released a new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have so many to catch up on. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah, we have a lot. So hopefully, yeah. we'll get to those soon, and uh, we won't keep mm-hmm. you guys waiting too too much longer. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And 
we will see you all again real soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Kingdom Court podcast. It was a real pleasure just to talk to Sean. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully you got something out of it. I want to give a special shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys have stuck with us even through a giant quarter year lull period. You guys are really awesome. Um, hopefully, like we've been saying, we can this year get better with the perks and you know actually keeping on top of that stuff. So our core givers for this uh, period we had Ben Archer, Fabian Richter, Daniel Harding, Steve Mikulowski, Anthony Kuchma, Frankie Blocker, Aaron Peter, and Robert Heck, uh, as well as the Dead Pedal Coffee Company. Thank you for sticking by us with all that you guys do to support us. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys soon. We have a special one lined up for the next episode. All right, peace. <laughs>